Welcome to the heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books at ForbesBooks.com and Bank of America at BankofAmerica.com. And here's your host, Greg Stebbin. Welcome to the heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books and Bank of America. I'm here with Chris Brogan. He's an author, keynote speaker, and business advisor. He's also the president of Chris Brogan Media at ChrisBrogan.com. They offer business and marketing advisory help for mid to larger size companies. If you're not a big company, Chris also has a company called Owner Media Group at Owner.media. That's where he helps small business owners through classes and webinars. Chris, welcome. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Chris, I want to talk to you today about how to bring out the best in your employees. And before we go there, I want to point out that your upcoming book, you've written one book, which is a New York Times bestseller. It's called Trust Agents. But your upcoming book, your 10th book is called Dented retrofitting humans for the modern digital age. You also post a lot of posts on Twitter using the hashtag dented. Your Twitter account is at Chris Brogan. I want to talk about how do we bring out the best in our employees? This is more important than it's ever been. Is this also a big focus of your upcoming book, Dented? It is. One of the ways that I'm looking at modern business is that at least in the West and at least with the kinds of companies that I've been working with, there's a lot of situation where unemployment's at a very a very low level right now. Retention is a lot more important than ever before. However, at the same time, there's a lot of stuff going on that's challenging to businesses. For instance, I'm seeing that there's a lot of trouble with presenteeism, meaning people disengaged. That's costing companies up to $550 billion a year. So people come to work, they're doing their job, but they're also thinking about the fact that a family member is dealing with an addiction problem or they're dealing with a mental health challenge like depression or something like that. My work in this space, what I'm trying to to do is some of this is coming from the hectic side of all this digital stuff coming at us. Some of it's just coming from work and life are not in balance and they're not supposed to be, but there needs to be a new fit there. And so what I'm looking to do is how do I help companies, employees, executives, everyone, how do I help them figure out how to bring their whole self to the interactions that they need to have? And what are we going to do to connect, interact, and belong at the level that we need to? You're asking a lot of questions there, and I'm hoping we can transition to the idea that you might have some tips to help us do that. What kinds of things should we be thinking about doing to inspire and motivate our employees? Well, I'll back it up a little. One thing I'd say is that humans in general, have one great need more than any other. And Stephen Covey talked about this a billion years ago in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He said, humankind's greatest need is the need to feel wanted. And I would even go a layer easier than that and say to feel seen and understood. And I think that more so than ever before, there's so much distraction. So I'm looking at how do companies work with their employees to develop them a little bit more? How do employers work with their teams to say, I see you, I understand what's going on with you. Uh, you know, let's make this environment work best for what's going on in your world. And then in the meantime, I think that companies need to have five things that they're working on a lot more often, even if they sort of hide this inside of other language if they need to. Resilience, how, how much are people able to withstand a bad situation happening or a negative situation and then get back on station, so to speak? How do they get back to work? Clarity. You don't have time to try to sort through stuff. And the level of people who are expert communicators is much lower than the level of people who need to communicate these days. And so I think some skill there needs to happen. 
One thing we tend to do a lot as leaders and employers is we tend to believe that there's a whole bunch of knowledge inbred into the people that we've hired in. And you should know that already. These are the kinds of systems that anyone, blah, blah, blah. And that's the sort of language that comes out. But those systems don't exist or they don't necessarily, they're not as explicit as they need to be. And so we need to kind of retouch on that. Confidence. It is amazing how many opportunities exist in what overall to have your confidence smashed down over and over again. So can we build in ways to work on people's confidence, develop their confidence, et cetera? And then I talked a little bit about this when I said clarity, but communications in general. We need to really train everybody inside organization how to, how to do things like give feedback, how to do things like do a, effective brainstorming when you're doing collaboration work and whatnot, and how to really make sure that we're speaking to the variety of humans that could be there. We tend to get a lot more homogenous in our, in our view and sort of talk to everyone, but the world doesn't really react to that well. So those five things, resilience, clarity, system, confidence, and communication, I think are part of a core operating system for helping leaders and their employees work better. I think part of what you're saying here is that in today's world, where we have what many are calling a war for talent, employers need to be more aware than ever of the value of the employees they have, not lose them, that's retention, and also understand that making your employees feel valued will make it easier for you to attract more employees, including the friends and associates of the valued employees you already have. Am I summarizing that well? Oh, very well. And there are stats like that. Employees who feel their voices are heard at work are 4.6 times more likely to feel empowered to perform their best work. 96% of employees, by the way, this particular, I think this stat I'm going to read to you is the least shocking stat you could ever hear. 96% of employees believe that showing empathy is an important way to advance employee retention. I'm wondering who the 4% were, but you know, that's something I read. Uh, so 89% of workers at companies that support well-being initiatives are more likely to recommend that company as a good place to work. These numbers matter. There's math to this. There's money to this. But for so many years and still ongoing, we call this stuff the soft skills, which is silly. Like this is everything. I mean, there are almost no real factory jobs. There are almost no real, we don't care who sits in that chair, just pull the lever when the light turns blue. That doesn't exist anymore. I know that's a threat to some people who would just rather people shut up and do their dumb job, but that's really not, if you're going to make a company that's thriving, you're not going to get away with it using that methodology. I want to ask you about one other type of employee, Chris. I'm talking with Chris Brogan. He's an author, keynote speaker, and business advisor. He's at chrisbrogan.com. He's on Twitter, at Chris Brogan. He's the author of nine books, including the New York Times bestseller, Trust Agents. His 10th book is upcoming. It's called Dented, Retrofitting Humans for the Modern Digital Age. And I'm coming back to Dented because I want to ask you about one type of employee that I think every business owner has had. And this is somebody who does a great job, but is shy or introverted. And you believe as a business owner that you could help them transform themselves, frankly, but also bring so much more to the company if you could help them bring themselves 
out of that introverted state. Do you have ideas for how we can encourage someone to become even greater at using the skills and experience and thoughts that they already have when they're shy or introverted? I love the question because I want to say at the front of it, one really difficult challenge for extroverted people is they think, well, naturally, that's where you should be. You should be out like me. Yeah, that's me. I'm the guy asking the question, and that's me. Yeah, (laughs) I hear you. (laughs) Um, The challenge there is that some people were born to be stage hands. Some people love painting the set and hoisting the fake rainbow up and over the picture at the right moment during the school play. And other people, uh, like my oldest son, love to wear glitter and sequins and scream as loud as he can every line in his play. And the we need both. And I would say that in, instead of how do we make an introvert more extroverted, the question is how do we mine those deep waters? Because there's mm. just so much value in there. So to me, what, what one way to do that is to encourage other means of communication and interaction. There's the kind of people you could say, hey, can you write a little report? Or hey, are you up for sharing a quick five bullets every now and again, there's always ways to get people a step or two into sharing what they know. And and one thing that helps really introverted people a lot are confidence building opportunities. And I think that one missing piece of work that anybody who owns a business could learn something from those time-wasting video games that I love so much is that games have stages and levels and checkpoints. Work doesn't. Work, is, work just feels like this endless ream. And I would say that one cool way to work with introverts is to say, here's what level one of interacting looks like. Here's what level two looks like. Can we get some more interaction here? And if I built this person's confidence, what would that look like? And what, what, what would feel rewarding to that person for sharing? And then you start to see how you could design something. When I work with executives to design better ways to lead their people or to tune up their leadership, one of the things I'm, I'm looking for is that, you know, are there, are there more breaks that we can stick in? Are there more checkpoints and systems? So specific to introverts, I think that's the method is get smaller bites, but get lots of those bites, make it a nice tapas meal, and then you get their value. Mm, I really like the analogies there to tapas meals and to the levels or leveling up in gaming. Uh, he is Chris Brogan. His company is Chris Brogan Media at chrisbrogan.com. He's also the owner of Owner Media Group for small business owners where they offer classes and webinars. Owner Media Group is at owner.media. You can also follow Chris on Twitter like I do, at Chris Brogan. His New York Times bestselling book, Trust Agents, was one of his nine books. His 10th book is coming. It's called Dented, Retrofitting Humans for the Modern Digital Age. Chris, in addition to your website, are there other places people can go to learn more about or are there things on your website you would point us to that can offer great value? ChrisBrogan.com works well. And if you get there, there's a newsletter that'll pop up and bother you. That's my best thing I do every single week. So if you if you found this interesting, grab that newsletter. You can always hit reply to me directly from there and we can chit chat. That's great. And for more great tips from Chris and other small business experts, check out Bank of America's online small business community. It's at bankofamerica.com slash SBC. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books at ForbesBooks.com and Bank of America at bankofamerica.com.